0: hey i'm
1: aeon and i'm the lioness and you're listening to box number 512 podcast
0: grown black trans woman talk changing your world one conversation at a time
1: the show begins now Welcome back to another installment of Box Number 512 Podcast Grown Black Trans Women Talk. I am Aeon.
0: And I'm the Lioness.
1: The song that you just heard is a snippet from Never Ending Nina, one of our sisters, her song for that one. Make sure you guys go download that on iTunes, listen to it, stream it on Spotify. The music video is on YouTube. And support one of our sisters making art and making songs about our experiences that sound great. That sound amazing. Um, It
0: did, it did. Sis, let me tell you, I'm just so happy that we live in a world where artists like NeverEnding Nina and TS Kendra and all these other wonderful trans artists are able to... You know share their gift with the world and because of the the decentralizing of media and these new platforms i just love how people can get it out there and it's up to us to really get behind our artists so shout out to i'm never ending nina we, we thank you for your gift
1: right um so i guess that kind of goes into my update so on friday i was able to virtually attend the Wonder gala hosted by uh, the transgender district, as well as the House of Tulip. it was a fabulous event. It was hosted by our sister, our big sister and mentor, Diamond Styles of the Marsha Marsha's Plate podcast, as well as T.S. Madison. It was such it was such a good event. It was so well produced, and you know I'm a girl that's all about the marketing and the rollout and like visually it looked nice it was fun they had trans and um queer artists that were performing they also had lion babe who i like um their music um dara perform. performed there was a um there were a lot of like trans celebrities that came and supported but uh the mayor of San Francisco, who's the first black woman mayor ever came and made an appearance, as well as the first black woman um, mayor of New Orleans, came and said a few words. And it was just, it was such a boss moves in our community. And I'm so proud of my sister Arya Saeed of the transgender district, as well as my sisters, Mariah Moore, and my mom Nicole Sherry. Um, and I know it was more people that helped, but, you know, those, those ladies are the ones that are the face of these organizations. So I just want to give a shout out to them. It was a fabulous event. The event, you can still watch it on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we will include the link to the event in the show. I think they raised about like forty dollars to $50,000 for the event. Hopefully, if they do another one next year, they can raise more money and we can platform more trans artists in the community. But shout out to everybody that was involved. <laughs> it was a good event. That's why I learned about Never Ending Nina and her song because she was a future performer at the event. And that and it was my first virtual gala, honey. And I had a ball. I had a ball. Uh, I really did. <clears throat> excuse me. I really didn't do much this weekend. I just was home and relaxed. And I had to work the past couple of weekends. I've been having to work on the weekends because mm-hmm. we're just trying to do a lot to try to wind down before um, our office is closed for the holiday. So we're just trying to wind down. And I have a lot of litigation coming up that is intense. So, and when you work, when you get paid salary, that, that just means that you need to, you're need you available whenever they need you. So they needed me on these past weekends and they also need me this weekend. So it's a lot of work, but I'm very proud of the work I'm doing. I still have- Well, I was working. gonna
0: say this, now I'm actually curious, just for me, like what is some of the work you do? Uh, well,
1: just generally, um, we have a lot of um, litigation around affirmative action in the college space. Um, and we have a lot of ongoing like lawsuits that are happening or lawsuits that we're anticipating. So it's a lot of like collaboration across organizations. It's a lot of managing um, clients and um, talking to them. So it's a lot of stuff behind just being in court with a suit on, one. And it's a lot of preparation. That's why, I've, you know, you ha- I have to work a lot on weekends, but um, you know, it's, a, it's in the news, stuff is happening. It's some it's some stuff that, you know, obviously I can't talk about, but hopefully in the new year it will become public and I can uh, talk about it regarding my job and different cases that I'm working on. But it's a lot going on. And in a nutshell, it's a lot of white people and white organizations that want to maintain racism and they are organized and they are the organizations themselves are wealthy like just the way that they're able to raise money to bring a lot of these cases is crazy but thank god for the organizations like the one that i work at that are willing to step up to the plate and push back against a lot of these things but yeah it's a lot of work in that the higher education space that i'm doing yes
0: yes well for me um for me, I guess my week, I mean, I'm very excited that you had that wonderful week, sis. Um, you know, I, I was I think I was going to participate in the gala thing and then I had some stuff come up on my end. But shout out to Diamond and shout out to T.S. Madison, two of some of my very favorite trans um, content creators out there right now together. I bet that was an amazing event um, for me, though. This week, my it's been pretty, pretty um, low key, just putting out like, you know, Everybody knows being a homeowner homeowner comes with his thing. So it's just been kind of like dealing with some like home repair type stuff and you know, just kind of holding it in the road and COVID. Um lately I've been I've been really able to be a, a an advocate for my well not an advocate, I will say maybe more of like a the word would be a <clears throat> confidant for my friends recently. I have a lot of friends going through a lot very complicated issues around relationships, around loss, around loneliness, around transitioning. And as I age, I'm just starting to realize that I really, really um, play a therapeutic role in my friendships. And this week has been very, very heavy for me just processing some of the things that my people are going through. But um, it's also reminding me that I need to take time to you know, clear my own psyche. You know, you can take on other people's stuff and then get clouded. So um, this year has been very rough emotionally on a lot of people, I think. And um, I can't wait for it to be over, but I think because it's so negatively impacting on people, particularly folks in my community, there are a lot of folks right now that don't have a lot of people to talk to there are a lot of folks that are alone. and So for those of you right now coming into the holiday that listen to our podcast, we want to acknowledge you. Um, I am a girl that also is not a holiday girl. Um, while I have my moments of nostalgia where I wanted to see my mom earlier this year, by and large, like a lot of trans folk. The holidays for me is a um, is a very triggering time of year that brings up a lot of feelings of inadequacy. Um, there's a lot of denials that have been associated with this holiday. It's a lot of disappointments. And, you know, just acknowledging those, acknowledging those that may be feeling that in this season. Um, I don't want to be so chipper and upbeat and sharing my story in life that I'm not really being honest that I still have stickiness. There's a residue we all carry. And so shout out to everyone that's listening to this podcast right now, right before Christmas. I I acknowledge that this is a difficult time. And even if you're no longer a participant in the Christian part of the holiday, it still kind of feels weird to not necessarily have family to go to at a time when everyone else is coming together. And particularly with COVID right now, I know everyone is not being able to come together in the way that they want to. So I know that that contributes to loneliness. Again, particularly in our community where we're often alone. So I love each and every one of you and the Lioness is my heart is with you. My week was fine. Um, and I hope that my holidays and the New Year's is fine as well. Um, sis, before we go any further though, I do wanna ask you just really, cause I'm curious, what are your New Year's resolutions? Cause isn't this the last episode before New Year?
1: It is. I was actually just gonna bring that up. This is gonna be like our last recorded episode before 2021. Um uh I think my main resolution like my main thing this year is to keep on my like health journey. So I'm two weeks into like my like keto or diet or just like my low carb, no like low, really low sugar diet. Mm-hmm i really want to make my health like more of a priority in a in a more radical way than i've ever had before um so that like that's one of my main resolutions, and it's not necessarily to quote unquote lose health i just want to be healthier and to try to avoid some conditions if i can avoid them and just make um better choices and train my body to, like, different things. And, bitch, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Cutting yeah. out juice has been really hard for me because if you're a girl that's close to me, you know, I'm not. My weakness is juice, like cranberry juice. fruit, And I think for me, it's because it's so nostalgic for me because it takes me know. back to a time when I was a child and I was kid. I just love juice. Like, I don't like sodas, but I love juice. But juice has a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, and, you know we want you know we don't want diabetes, we don't want hypertension and blood pressure and things like that. So it's been real hard. And then I've had to give up chips and stuff like that. And bitch, like it, it, every night at like ten o'clock, bitch, I'll crave like some Lay's salt and vinegar chips, bitch. Like I just like I don't even want to eat the chips. I just want to have the blue bag in my bed with me, bitch. But um, <laughs> yeah, so my, my goal is really to. um just implement some new um, food habits you know not eating after eight giving my body enough time to really you know process what I've ate for dinner so I can you know sleep lighter wake up like like I do and um because I want to be here for a long time like to be honest this is the year like this is like the first time ever that like, I envision my, I can envision a future for myself, like, as the elderly person. Like, I can, and usually, like, depression and suicide, suicidal ideations kind of can be, like, a cloud for you, or you can just be in so much pain where you just don't want to be here, or you can't see it. And now, and this is not to say that, um, like depression and stuff like that the, will never come up again, or it hasn't come up. Cause no, shade girl, I was depressed like after we came off Thanksgiving break, because I still felt like it literally took me like an additional week to get back into the swing of things, and because I couldn't snap back fast, I was kind of low key depressed about it. But it's it's even through in your depression, like seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel. And, like, bitch, I want to be here. I want to be as healthy as I can be. Um, Whether I'm partner or not, like, bitch, I still want to be here. Like, I still feel like I have things to offer to the world. Um, So, yeah, like, just changing my diet, that's something. That's, like, one of my main resolutions, um getting deeper. I'm happy that um, me and my mom are speaking again on a regular basis and that I um, talk to her. Now it's kind of weird hearing her call me Brianna. Cause at first I was like, "This is a shade, but like, you know, now I'm comfortable. And it's like, we it's like we picked up, like we never like fell off or had a break. And, um, you know, I'm happy for her. I'm blessed that she is still here and still kicking and that, you know, I can pick up the phone and call her. Um and check on her. I just bought her um some stuff for Christmas and it came in the mail. So I'm happy that she got her things. And um, yeah, like 2021 is um, yeah. I have a lot in store in 2021, so I'll be moving out of DC. Like I just have a lot going on, but I just I just want physically. I want my physical health to just be the the best that it's ever been in um 2021 and it's not linked to like a size or like a weight it's just you know what I'm eating how I'm moving and just like how I'm feeling what about you
0: um so my for the new year I want I had so many plans this year to expand my nonprofit. um I wanted to uh, I wanted to do get into providing uh, more direct services and having more groups with my um with my community. So for those of you who don't know, I know for our, our followers, you already know this, I am the executive executive director of tilt, which stands for trans individuals living their truth incorporated and um, very fortunately this year we were able to get funding. However, um, you know, a lot of the, the the way that I'm able to apply that funding has been put on hold, because the events and things that I wanted to host um, just and just Because of this a lot of this year has been shut down. This just just wasn't the year. And so next year I plan to regroup. Um, I know I reground myself. I know I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of us had plans this year that did that got derailed honey, but we got to get it going for those of us that are creators for those of us that are you know, trying to move and hustle business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, I mean, yes, this was one of the worst years for us, but we got to hustle through it. And for me, that's what my next year is going to be about. Um, I also want to figure out what my career path is going to look like. Um, I am having a pool now. What I talked about in my um, initial intro about my week, I talked about my does my how i provide that therapeutic role for a lot of people and have done so my entire life and i've always had a deep appreciation for mental health um and so i'm looking at what that may look like next year as far as maybe becoming a therapist and or life coach um you know what that process looked like looking at what that certification will look like looking like what schools if needed that will look like Because I do want to grow and I think as long as you're alive, you can grow and expand as a person and I had a very negative, negative, negative experience. um, A few a while back in law school that I don't even think I've I'm even ready to to talk too much too too much about, but it was the epitome of the nightmare that you experience as a trans person and as a result of that experience. I felt very skittish about schooling, the investment, the amount of money that I borrowed, all of that. So if I can find an alternative way, that's my goal next year, to find an alternative way to meet the goal of trying to help people and be certified to be able to assist people with their traumas and their issues that they go through in their life, but while not getting a bunch of loads. So next year is about fundraising or game planning for what will be my next, um, probably educational or career endeavor. So yeah, that's next year for me.
1: Yes, girl. I, well, I'm happy for you that, um, that you're moving in that direction. And, um, uh, look, I guess before we, like, how did COVID-19 and this pandemic like do you feel like it's changed you or how how do you feel like it's like because this has been like a a earth-shattering year for everybody like it's literally changed the world so how do you feel like you've changed oh
0: my gosh yes I feel like it has definitely changed me so for those of us that go through life thinking that we can't be touched by certain things in life because we live you know i stay out of trouble i keep my nose clean i don't break laws i pay my taxes you know and you think that that makes you exempt from wild shit happening so 2020 also with the police brutality and the protesting and the social unrest coupled with the covid and all of this stuff it has really made me understand that we are all one people and that the pain, suffering, anger, even rage, even racism that another group has for me is not something that I can say, you just keep that over there and not expect that it's going to affect me. 2020 shows me that racism affects policies that affect how Black people get Tested, treated, and, and cared for in medical facilities. And so now with COVID, I'm seeing so many of my f- people that I know in my beloved family dying. And it is sad. <clears throat> so 2020 has taught me that I can't, I gotta, I gotta stay woke. I can never be um complacent. But what it's also taught me is to cherish relationships, to know that. At any time, you know this this disease is now for at least in a very recent time has become the number one killer of Americans even beyond heart disease. And when we really, really sink down and think about 3000 people dying this just the other day, it makes you really, really think about all you could lose and all of the people that you could be being kind to. Which is why I have, which is all the, and, and which is why I believe that 2020 taught me that I have to learn to forgive. I have to learn to mend. I also have to learn to let go. And I have to learn to um, deepen in my prayer life. I know that I've been doing a lot of praying this year. I know that I've been really touching into myself as a spirit woman. I've been um, channeling into my ancestral roots and my heritage that are not, are non-traditional and not necessarily Christian. And that has been powerful for me, really just kind of not, uh, not limiting myself anymore. Um, and I feel like 2020 has been about me starting new things. This podcast was born 2020. My other podcast was born 2020. I've known, I mean, so many other friends of mine have started podcasts and events and things. I feel like 2020 has shown me to never, never doubt the capacity of people around you to surprise you because I also have been very surprised.
1: What about you, sis? Um, 2020 has, everything that I, every plan that I thought I had, it didn't it turned all of my plans upside down because I was supposed to graduate this year. I was supposed to have the the graduation parties to end all graduation parties. And I was going to have my last hot girl summer in Chicago and COVID uh, just came and changed everything. And I'm not gonna lie, I think I was kind of sad about it at first, but so many even amongst the amongst the chaos and amongst the confusion like so many good things have happened for me on a personal level uh moving i i, I was able to move out of chicago which turned out to be like a more transformational experience wow. for me than what i thought i was from from a transformational experience and it impacted me more than I thought it was going to. Just like the power in just like moving myself to a different city and driving the truck and just like having that moment of, you know, being in control or, you know, not letting life happen to me and me making um, life happen and just starting, just start like starting from scratch. Um, that was, and also, even though this year has been lonely or it has been isolating, for me, it's, uh, it's allowed me to tap further into myself and to listen to myself and trust the voice within me and uh, be, be the type of woman that uh, bets on herself. And take risk on herself, and to really get in tune with what it is to trust myself. And I think um, the, during this time, the, it has kind of s- solidified and cemented like that. I need like I have the skills, I have the innate talent, and I need to start trusting myself more, um, personally, professionally, um, and I, I feel like i am in tune with myself and i know myself more now um as far as like what i really want what really makes me feel good what i don't what i really don't like and i'm able to communicate that and i'm able to establish boundaries and um i'm able to know if we if um a boundary is established and is violated or a boundary is established and we have to take time to come back together to figure out what that looks like in terms of repairing a relationship, we can do that as well. So like 2020 has been, I don't know, I just feel like I've, I've become stronger as an adult. I feel like I, I am, you know, growing it more and more, and what it means to be the adult Brianna, the adult Brianna that, um, you know, knows who she is, knows what she's feeling, knows and knows how to effectively communicate it, and knows how to move accordingly. If I'm not moving in a space of love, if I'm not moving in a um, space of respect, uh, a Brianna that you know is who wants to take control of her career and wants to take advantage of opportunities and not you know letting stuff happen to me but me um controlling life and also um be being open that life doesn't have to be one way like you don't have just you don't have to be on this um like the stair climb to this ultimate goal. Like it doesn't, like you. maybe you don't need to use the stairs. Maybe you need to take an elevator or you get like an air, like being open to the fact that it doesn't have to look like um, how you think it's going to look. And if something happens to derail you, knowing that it's another way you can get to your uh, final destination. So, um, and, and like on a larger scale, I'm glad that the social movements are where they are because I feel like it's it's been like a renaissance for like Black Lives Matter and it's been like a renaissance for like trans lives matter in like a whole new way. Mm -hmm. And I just, I like the state of those movements and me as a girl that's a realist, I like that we are really getting down to the nitty gritty and having conversations and like having conversations in a way where like white folks and cis folks aren't just acknowledging what's going on aren't just like chain putting like trans flags and black lives matters flags on their social media but it's just like bitch no what are you doing to personally like invest in this movement and divest from bigotry because at this point that's what it's going to take what are you going to do to change the votes literally at the ballot like what and I also love seeing um I love I love seeing so many like um like grassroots and blue collar um people being like integrated into like politics and into policy work because I'm a person that like education is great But, like, if we always use education as a barometer, then the people that are really on the ground that really have more insight, they'll never be able to get in so they can change the policy. So, and even in our community, I'm so happy to see the, the elevation of the girls that are so often overlooked in our community. And, like, now they have platforms to finally, you know, say what they need to say. So, like, Even though it's been chaos in 2020, and so we've lost so many lives and we lost so many um, people that have been central to the culture. Um, I'm I'm still optimistic that um, things will be better. Will they be the same? No, but I don't necessarily think it needs to be the same. I think we need something um, new and more genuine.
0: I agree. I agree. I, you know what's funny is, I, as you were talking, my brain began to think back to the, to January, the beginning of the year. And if I'm not mistaken, this was the same year where we lost Kobe Bryant and like, you know, that was like the very beginning of the year. And like, I think it was it was Nissy Hussle also this year? or Was that last year? I think
1: that was the year before
0: but I just know it was coming into the top of this year. That was the thing. And I know I had these big 2020 plans and I know the world did. And then you think about how everything stopped. And right. You are talking in your narrative. I was I was listening to you talk and I thought about, you know, you being this, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm so sorry. You being this burgeoning um, graduate and like, and, you know, that's a hopeful time. That's a time of new beginning. It's a time of transition. And then to think how like the world stopped and you still had to like navigate through COVID, navigate through a shutdown, do a whole move. And you were able to start a job and all of this, all while the world is in one of the worst times that has ever been in the last hundred years. And I just want to acknowledge you for a second, sis, because I, I, there's a lot that can be said for, you know, those of us that, you know, are just trying to, trying to hold it in the road and just keeping life together. But I just want to applaud you particularly in this moment because you took the bar, you did all of these things. And it's like one of those get still I rise type of situations and you are a beacon of light here in this moment sis and you know I know even for me this year has been the best of times and the worst of times. I've had some of the most wonderful things happen to me. I've been the most productive. I've, I've been forced to sit and, and think about a lot of things that are happening inside myself. I've been forced because of losses to reevaluate relationships with family. I've been forced to deepen in my spirituality. But what I will say is this is the year that has been the best of times and worst of times. And your life, Brianna, is an example to me of someone that can can take, life can hand you a completely shitty batch of rotten lemons, bitch. And you made that shit lemonade. So, so brava, Diva.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So let so are you are you gonna take the um vaccine? Girl, let's talk about, let's unpack this vaccine. So
0: I acknowledge that the vaccine was, I think, created by black women. I acknowledge that I do believe that um, the people that are giving out the virus are intending to do what they think is best and right, and I do believe they have our best interest. What I also believe is that big money, big pharma, is something that needs to be investigated, and 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 not enough has not enough has done to regulate that industry. And the idea that Pfizer, a company that has known to settle lawsuits for shit that they already knew was gonna cause problems and they had money and they already had money put to the side for settlements later. Like when we're talking about companies that, if you look in their history, have settled so many lawsuits. I personally need some the lioness. I for me, for me, knowing the history of how well-intending people of color can be used, Mrs. Everest boys, you know, well-intending people of color can be used to inadvertently experiment on a community that don't really have a lot of rights to say something if shit go wrong. I personally, me, the lioness, am going to abstain for a period of time. Um, Well, one, I'm not even one of those people that can get it anyway right now and here's why. I have a severe allergic reaction to a food and because of that, I am one of the groups of people that they, they don't want sensitive groups, people that have a history of possible anaphylactic responses to participate, so I am not in danger of getting the vaccine anytime soon anyway, but even if it was something that if I could check off the list and, you know, they make you do the checklist to make sure you qualify, even if I did qualify, I still would be hesitant just because of the history in this country of them rushing things. And I don't trust this previous administration. I don't entrust what I don't entrust. I don't trust that this has gone through the proper protocols. And this is just me personally speaking for me. I, I would not get it for myself now. Am I discouraging anyone else? Do I think people in sensitive groups, people that have to go back to jobs where they're around people all the time that are dealing with COVID, if you are willing to take the risk, fine. But I know for me, I know for a lot of my friends, they're going to have to find some kind of way to incentivize people wanting to get this they're going to have to find a way to make it a benefit some type of bonus some type of some type of income tax credit some type of something with your job something because there's no benefit to me right now to just be experimenting with this i know that i personally am not going to be able to get it so again this is me talking bias but i'm gonna say i would i understand people's caution and i don't like the narrative out there right now with public health that because i've seen black people on a few of my favorite talk of my favorite black talk shows particularly like roland martin and you know some other little some other um, pundits talking about how black people we need to stop being so skeptical and no and I no
1: actually i will be skeptical bitch.
0: and i'm going to increase my skepticism because you're saying that <laughs> like bitch, never and so and that's and that's just me being shady and being funny and facetious with the word bitch. But my point is, is I don't trust this government and I don't trust it just because you say it's. I, and then the idea that you send, you know, black women out a lot of times to be the person on the TV scolding black people like, you know, oh, well, black people, we have to learn to do better. We have to learn that, you know, this this vaccine is going to save so many of us and since so many of us are dying. It's like, well, sis so many of us are dying because they didn't give a fuck about us in the first place. And I don't understand how you think this magic shot in a, this this magic shot in a vial means that they care about me miraculously. Like I, I don't get it. And I have skepticism and I am skeptical of, well-intending Black folk who are allowing the establishment to guide, shepherd Black people along to this new little thing. Like, if y'all want to play with it, play with it, and then we'll see how we go. But there's no way you're going to tell me it takes longer for them to make clinical trials on a breast implant shell. It takes longer, it takes five years for them to do that. It takes years for them to do prosthetics and and, and pieces that go into people's body. It takes years for them to even, like, come up with, it. it takes sometimes a year or two to even get skin care and and medical therapeutic stuff to get approved and you mean to tell me this virus just jumped through like that and there's you can't even even if you told me I, we did all of the testing in the world we could do you haven't done it in a period of time long enough in my opinion to, for it to be valid so no i'm not getting no fucking vaccine right now and i'm skeptical now that my opinion may change My opinion may change and in no way am I discouraging anyone nor am I a medical professional to give anyone advice. So, you know, that's my disclaimer. Y'all are listening. This is for entertainment purposes only. I suggest you do whatever your medical provider suggests and you should consult your medical provider before you change your regimen in any way. Amen.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I I wanted, well, let me say this. I don't think I'm the class of people that urgently need to take at least this first round of... Vaccine because I'm not an essential worker, and I'm not like in a high risk environment. Like I, you know, I live by myself. Only time the only time I really go out and I'm around people is when I'm at the supermarket. So that's one. But I'm I'm very like iPhone about the situation. I want to wait until the following year when they come out with the new model with the kinks worked out. Um, and this is not to say that I don't trust medicine or I don't trust science, but I just want to wait. I just want to wait, and I'm I'm the type of girl. I'm not the early adopter. I'm the girl that's just gonna wait, see what some of the reviews are. With some exactly, of the bitch. Of I don't car. even get a cell phone when right. it first come out. Right. Like I just want to. <laughs> like I just want to. I just want to sit back. And a lot of that has to do with our government, just because they just been so all over the place, and they've demonstrated and they've made it crystal clear that they don't give a fuck about us. They That's give right. no fucks about us. So it would be, it would not, it would not be, it would not surprise me if they steamroll this vaccine out And all of the kinks haven't been worked out. My mom, who works, I don't, I gotta talk to, um, ask my mom if she's taking it or she wants to take it or they're trying to force her to take it. But, you know, I am worried if my mom has to take it because she's a medical professional and she has side effects. But as for me, I'm not um, inclined to take it. Do I want to live in a world where they've worked all the kinks out and I could take it as a preventative measure? Yeah, I want to. Because I'm a girl that has been vaccinated against other things. Um, so I do believe in vaccinations, but I I don't feel like I know enough about this. And I don't feel like at this point, bitch, they would have to do like a real housewives of Atlanta special. They For would it would have
0: to involve it would have to be a round table discussion involving all right. of, all black celebrities, bitch. Right. Yeah. I was right.
1: just about to go there. They need to be black, just so I can have that um cultural connection. So I could I need to segment. see Oprah
0: get it on camera, bitch. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oprah <laughs> needs to be getting a shot
1: on camera as the conversation is happening.
0: Yes. Like I am
1: and, and,
0: and, and she needs to do her and I got my shot. Do right. Her. You get, shine. you get a shot. You, you get a, a shot. You, you get a shot. You get a yeah, bitch. I need the hype, bitch. If you're gonna, I need to see Beyond girl, lo... girl. I need to see be... I need to see Blue Ivy vaccinated, <laughs> girl. Low key, all...
1: low key, all of the syringes got placebo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> girl, that'll be the gag, bitch. They get water,
1: bitch.
0: Uh,
1: a <laughs> saline solution, mama. <laughs> right. No, but I I do. I would like to get it because I was having a conversation with my girlfriend. <laughs> I am ready for things to get somewhat back to normal, meaning I'm ready to like I'm ready to travel again because no shade. I love being home, but I'm a I'm a girl that likes to travel. I like to travel. I like to be other places. I like to get my life. So this that whole thing has really cut into my traveling especially with this second wave and how many more people are dying each day. And I'm just trying to be responsible. Well, they say even, we start wave three now, girl. <laughs> well, I, I don't have any trips planned. I don't plan on having, even though I was trying to plan a cabin trip, but that would have just been driving, which I felt comfortable with. But as far as airplanes, until they get, until Bada Harris get in office and they just shut the whole country down for a month and pay us, uh, that's when I'll be traveling again, but I do want to get back to a country where we can at least travel and just be somewhat out- outwardly social. So I'm hopeful that they'll be able to refine it and that they'll be able to get it where the we have public confidence in the, the vaccine and I'm just hoping that they're able to refine it and they'll actually have a government that is supportive of them doing stepping out of their way and allowing them to do what they need to do and be as efficient as possible girl I remember something I wanted to talk about that I forgot about did you see um red table talk and we've been we've been meaning. To have to come back to this conversation because oh, we had well, a con- Lori
0: Laughlin daughter, yeah. Because
1: remember we talked about this like when we first started recording and we tabled the conversation and we would we were supposed to come back to red table talk, but we I don't think we never came back to it. And now this is the perfect time to Let's have like, like a light town, Mama, have a, a light conversation about Miss Jada because um, she she was chirping, she was chirping. Majorly, uh, majorly
0: caping.
1: Yeah, she was sure. It's like, girl, you are wealthy, which you you are not white, like no shade. As wealthy and as established as you and Will are, and your empire is. Y'all don't have shit on a little white rich girl. And I'm well, I hold, on, hold I'm, on
0: before we listen, before we get into it, let's give a little background for our listeners. So very recently, so I'm sure, first of all. I'm sure those of you who are who have been paying attention to the, pop, the to the pop culture this year, one of the breaking stories was Red Table Talk, particularly Will and Jada Smith, particularly an entanglement. That's not what this conversation is about, but just to give you guys some form of reference, Red Table Talk is a show that the Smith family produces, usually hosting jading usually hosting the the common characters of Jada. Her her mom and her daughter as reoccurring. And then they have guests that come on the show. Some of you may remember Jordan Sparks. I mean Jordan Woods, excuse me. Sorry, Miss Sparks. I don't want to get you in the mess. Jordan Woods um, was involved in some in an in incident with the Kardashians, and Jada's used her round table and her connections to protect Jordan because Jordan was a family friend. This red table is a phenomenon that is produced through Facebook. It's a phenomenon that has taken the country where this family has designated themselves almost fixers um, mm. of other people's shit. And almost in a weird way, they also use it as a way, a propaganda tool to control their image and to put, they put forth this image that they and are-
1: And these, da- these celebrities that make horrible mistakes.
0: So now- Another article that so the main thing that this is related to is is there is a cheating scandal involving um Lori Laughlin, I believe is her name, and her husband Massimo. You may know him from the very famous brands that are in Target, Tarjay. He also has bigger brands and they're he's a billionaire, so they rich folks. So these are extremely
1: rich. And Lori Laughlin was Aunt Becky on Full Be- House.
0: Aunt Becky from Full House. Not Full House. Is that is it am I saying that yeah. right? Yeah, it is full house. Oh, it is full house. And so, um, I'm Becky from Full House. So we, you, you know, she's been on TV for a while. Well, anyway, they did some extremely heinous shit with cheating, in which they had people
1: taking their children' SAT T-school. No, they they paid two two hundred and fifty thousand each for both of their daughters to, to get be on into a fake USC. row team. Yeah, to get basically to get into USC.
0: Basically to get into USC, but it also took scholarships away from people who would have needed it because they got, they particularly got athletic scholarships with neither one of them had ever played a sport. So, which brings us to now this young white woman, the, the daughter who is now, I believe 22 or 21, somewhere in there. She's trying to, she's dropped out of college or she wasn't invited back. And she was she's trying to rehab her social media career. She was a a minor YouTuber that was starting to get some clout. And she would brag about how she hated college and wouldn't go to class and she was only going for the party. So it's interesting now. She's trying to take her vapid kind of I'm a I'm a rich white girl image and rehab it on the backs of black women. And Jada Pinkett took the bait. Go
1: ahead, Brianna. No, I I, I was with Gam. AKA Adrian, AKA mama from Baltimore the whole time, because she she said everything that I was thinking, like out of all the people this little white girl could have picked to go on their show, this whole came to us, why is she here? Like why, like, why do we as black people have to be the ones to understand and to rehab your image? Particularly when we're talking about, and this is what some of my job deals with, well, particularly when you have uh, pe- when Black people go to college, especially these prestigious college and USC is one of those places. And when Black people are there, when we overcome obstacles to get there, we still are questioned or barriers are in place so we can't get there. Or assumes
0: that we got there under this affirmative action and our very presence to people seems to be like charity.
1: When meanwhile- Right, you literally bought your way into the school. You literally used your family, and then the thing that was pissing me off is, well, I didn't know, and I didn't. This is like, girl, yeah, you might have been privileged, girl, but you, you knew you weren't on our rowing teams, sis. Like you, like when you, <laughs> like when you, when you took the pictures and you sent the when you sent the application in or like you just had no conversations with like I'm just not going to buy this faint ignorance and okay let's say I'm gonna buy this faint ignorance what are you doing besides your little PR suggestion to say you know I'm aware that I am white in America and I am like if 2020 hasn't taught us anything it's just like what is the restorative justice of of what you're going to, because at this point, you're going to have to financially, like, bitch, you need to be donating to, like, these little Black organizations uh, that are um, using the little resources they have to help um, Black youth, Black or youth of color, under privilege of color, prepare them to get into college, prepare them to take the SAT, which, the SAT is bullshit. it It should not be, it should not be a requirement to get into college. But like you, at this point, sis, you need to be redistributing your wealth to really show that you're sorry. Because like um, Gammy said, she, the, she's but she's white. She's going to be just fine. In about a year or two, this is going to blow over, and she's going to return to being uh, one of the highest paid beauty influencers. And somebody else had brought this up. Just by her being white, she's able to get way more money than one of the top tier Black influencers, just by virtue of her being white and her being wealthy. So Gam was right. She's not She's she will be okay. She could have went on Ellen, and Ellen needs guests because Ellen right. is
0: Ellen mean ass needs to be someplace where they would <laughs>
1: right because
0: because they low
1: key about to cancel Ellen's show because ain't nobody fucking with her no more after that little sexual harass no that little racism scandal that ain't, like nobody's messing with her. I right.
0: mention the amount of people I was just watching YouTube yesterday and not to mention the amount of people that um, have have hostile work environment claims against her right
1: so it's just it, but what i'm happy about me seeing the optimism is that they were able to capture this conversation and and adrian was right on point and this is what i want black wealthy people to know like y'all asses are still black like y'all ass, like yes you might and jada and them they've been wealthy for a long time and i i get i totally get Especially how in this country, how we think that amassing wealth um, makes us just like them because we're able to get the things that they have. Mm -hmm. But bitch, at the end of the day, even with your polished and prim red table talk platform and how the soccer moms are watching you, like bitch, you you will still never be able to um, command the systemic and institutional power like this little twenty-year-old white girl. Like you just don't. So like you really think? So you're what you're doing- really
0: saying is your frustration is because you feel like um, Jada, in particular, was doing a favor for friends and being more in alliance with her rich friends than actually a seeker of the truth and really holding this white girl to task for the reality of what she actually did. Right. Cause the idea also that what Beck's my bones is was also that she did not even give that she did she allowed that girl to play dumb, right? She blamed
1: her parents. Yes, like, since you knew what was going on. You knew you were not studious. You knew you did not deserve to be in USC. Like you, you didn't said in your videos
0: you didn't want to go to school, and what you planned to get out of school was the experience of partying, of socializing, and of a, being and of a, of a, a boys. Like you, I literally watched a YouTube clip of her saying that. So then it, it it just brings it this was before she was, this is when she found out she was getting in. That was her attitude. So it was just like you knew that this was a bought and paid for thing. You were just going for the experience. You never probably planned on graduating anyway, but just the audacity of your parents to feel like. They can circumvent the rules and get this minor ass sentence that only has them in jail for weeks. When we know, when we know, black people, black people around the country that are in jail for much lighter offenses, things that have had no impact like this on denying people access to education by you taking up fucking space. Cause see, this is the reality. What's sick to me is that they're rich enough. That they could have just donated a library to the school and let the bitch get in general admission and right. Money. Y'all could have
1: just donated the money to the school and she could have just got, got in the in general
0: admission and then you and then you just and then you fucking just go. The idea that you she had to get a scholarship, the idea that she had to, it had to be something that they could brag about to their friends. Like it couldn't just be, oh, my daughter got in, and she just because your daughter was gonna get in anyway, girl. Like it's not that okay, so it's not that I can't use my power an influence to just get her in. She has to get this role scholarship a full ride. And she has to take up space that would ordinarily go to somebody else so people feel like she really earned what I ultimately bought her anyway. That is crazy to me.
1: Yeah, but uh, th- my suggestion- the now
0: activism of celebrity was, is what I also feel like is exposed by this.
1: Right. Now, I have evolved. I'm not- Because before I was like, cancel the show- but no, keep, keep the show. My suggestion: we need more of Gam, because she's. We need more of Gam, and we may need, we may need, we maybe need a light journalist, somebody to be objective and not, oh, like well, I don't want to do to her. This is like, Jada, you could never do to her what she could do to you because you're a black woman. You're well, Yeah, black. that is where
0: I I keyed in my heart. I was like the idea that you feel like you even could. Right. The idea that you even holding her to task is in your mind. That was a very mammy ass interview. If you
1: ask, right, lucky like your girl, you're not Jada. I know your hair was platinum blonde and it looked fab, bitch. It the did. color she did looked look amazing. No, she did
0: but look you good. were
1: still African American, sis, with a lot of money. But African American, not... but no shade. Ever since that August Alcina shit, they've kind of been struggling to get it back on track. Cause that August, I was seeing the shit. Like it didn't take them down, but it kind of side swept them, and they kind of hit a tree, and they leave <laughs> like, so it's just like Jada bringing back sis. Like let's bring it back. Let like, like like. And it's to me, it's a it's an opinion. If you want to give that mother love tea, I have no problem with that. But hold that bitch accountable. Like, be very Ayala about it. Like, at the end, bitch, we're going to get to our common destination, girl, but I'm going to hold you accountable, and I'm going to question you every step of the way, because I don't believe that you, you didn't, I don't believe that you didn't know, and I'm not going to accept that you're just blaming this all on your parents, but- at the end of the day, she'll be fine. She'll be, we'll he, we'll hear about that little girl in the news and she's inked some, it'll be her return to prominence. She's inked some $10 million beauty campaign deal and she'll write a book about how she was depressed and couldn't eat and she became anorexic.
0: No, that's the gag. Sis. She's going to write the book on how, how, she, how she recovered from right. her parents, to, she's gonna make them two weeks in jail. Make it seem like her her, her life was ended,
1: right? Like her parents, and, like they went through the worst thing in the world. And and you know what? When her mom writes the book, guess where she's not coming to promote it, bitch? Guess where? Box number five twelve. No, to fucking red <laughs> table talk, bitch. Oh, now ain't
0: that the gag? Now ain't that the gag.
1: <laughs> bitch, we needed you when we thought we were down, but now that we're on the upswing, girl. That. Oh, that little African-American show? No. like No, we'll take this to the View, bitch. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we'll take this to the 900 Club, bitch. (laughs) That's (laughs) where we'll take it. And, um, no, but shout-out to Gam. she She took the words right out of my mouth. I, um, ugh. I, you know, it just annoys me when white people don't. Um, they act like they don't know what's going on. Like, girl, you knew, you knew, it. you knew what was going on, sis. You needed, and you them.
0: paid it. And I would, just, and if you're just gonna be honest, that would make me feel much better, right? Like, you knew, and you paid it because it was convenient. You, I would rather you say, you know what, I was a spoiled white, un, and I, white woman, and I didn't care, and I, and this made me really care. Until, and I like, was rich as fuck. I was rich as fuck, and I have never suffered consequences. And now I realize the actions have consequences and I know that I'm wrong and I'm not making no excuses. And I did know and I deserve to do and I I did know I didn't deserve it. And I'm sorry. Like I oh, would have been me feel
1: better. I would have been cool if she would have been like, I'm rich, I'm white, and I don't give a fuck. And I'm still living my life. I'm still wealthy. And girl, fuck y'all. Like I would have respected that as a good girl, because that's really what she's giving, girl. Like, deep down underneath it, girl, she knows she's going to be okay.
0: But I need the optics of, this is where Jada angered me, because you allow her to play you for optics, because what she ultimately needs is the optics of saying, well, I did try to make peace with those niggers. I really did. And
1: I chose them over the Gloria Estefan spinoff, bitch.
0: I could have been a con. I I didn't have to go to them. I could have went to, I could have went to Andy Cohen, bitch. I could have went anywhere. Everybody, anybody anybody would have wanted to hear me speak, but I chose those black people because I wanted black people everywhere to know that I support your
1: small businesses. <laughs> girl, thank you. On Facebook Watch. But the shade of it is. all. The shade of
0: it all. The shade of it all is, I'm going to take it to Facebook Watch because I wouldn't support black businesses. I need some brownie points. And they're willing to give them up for free, Jada.
1: Well, Adrian wasn't giving shit up. She was
0: looking like this oh. Oh yeah. Adrian, I think that was one of the interviews where I'm sure she regretted having her mom be a part of it because they <laughs> probably, she obviously had a conversation with Lord with 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 the family about how they were gonna handle this little girl and the mama was like, no bitch, it's not gone.
1: No, that's me all day, bitch. <laughs> Gam, that's my that's my mood all day.
0: That's where your set, sis.
1: Right, that's my set. I'm like, girl, oh, why are you here?
0: <laughs> why are you here?
1: <laughs> but um, I don't want to, I don't want to speak on this too much. I just want to bring it into the room. The first part of the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion air on Sunday. Miss Thing, girl, Baby. should I tune in? Oh, this reunion is, like, this is giving me, like, Real Housewives of Atlanta, like, season nine, season four, season five. Like, just, like Monique is letting the girls, particularly Miss Giselle, have it, bitch. And I, I got my know. life. Like, she literally has a binder at the reunion with tea for each girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, girl, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we get off as soon as we uh finish this
1: part. Yeah, but that yeah Monique, she came to play. I was entertained. I've been Giselle has had it coming for the past five seasons and she was you know, you know you you know you have aired a bitch when they can't respond with nothing. They just sit and stare at you. That's how you. That's how you know you've aired a bitch out. And Monique came and did what needed to be done, and Cameron was there backing her up. And your mean ass live for revenge.
0: <laughs> like, and, and she aired her out, bitch. She did.
1: She did. But that's what happens when you try to propagate smoke and mirrors, like everything is okay and everybody can see. Like, girl, girl, he's cheating on you, sis. He y'all are not in a relationship. He's not even supporting you at this reunion, sis. He's not. That part. But um, no, I was entertained. I will be tuned in for season, well, part two. And I think this is going to be a great reunion. This is giving this is giving me real housewives wives of Atlanta Heyday when their their reunions were full of drama. So congrats, Monique. You were exquisite. Uh Let's get into these Facebook groups. Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead, girl. Oh, so so there are there have been so I recently joined a Facebook group uh on on Facebook and, and it's
0: Those so who don't know Brianna does not do that often. No,
1: because typically when I'm in I'm recruited to these groups, I'm there for one day and I I see the posts and I see some of the members, and I, I I know that it's my time to exit stage left. But this one is a little different because the people are inter, were interacting with each other, and and the group is for trans people and mainly cis men that are attracted to trans people. Some trans men, like it, it's 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 a group for our demographic and our admirers. So this particular group, I've been in for like a couple of days now, and I, I immediately didn't get the the initial instinct to run and to um, delete the group and have it put to the never put me back in here again. But it's been it's been a lot of conversations i i have enjoyed some of the conversations i've kind of sparked some of the conversations and i guess one thing that i i have noticed or i am noticing is that ideologically a lot of the trans feminine people in the group are way more um Would like conversationally advanced than some than a lot of the men in the group, because the women will post like topics and they'll post questions that a lot of times require you to like really dig deep and to give like a thoughtful response. And like when I see some of the guys posting there, a lot of it, in my opinion, can be like certain. It's surface stuff or sometimes it can be crude in a way that's like low-key offensive and low-key um, objectifying it for the trans feminine folks in the room. Or it
0: could
1: it could be like very binary. In a way that erases the non-binary folks who are in the room, so it's it's just been interesting to see that that dynamic and to see how the men are kind of resistant to the present uh, the presence of certain feminine folks in the room. Sis,
0: yeah. So what I've noticed, so I, first of all, I have questions. So I I don't that group. If you look on the actual uh, history for the group. I mean, like the, the the about information, it says the group's been open for two years, but it seems like very recently it's got new management or something. I don't know. But I feel like I was recently added to the group and it's like it's starting up all over again. And I think that's dope. I don't know. I don't know this logistics behind it, but I know that it seems like the people are very intentional on inviting of a diverse group of opinions. So when I saw the people that were in the group, like my sister Brianna and other girls, I was like, okay, so, you know, they're looking for a certain set and and at least a more conversational set. So I see, and I have appreciated and have participated in some of the conversations on the thread. Um, I think that, like you said, Brianna, I do see that there's a, a communication gap when, with the amount of information that the girls are willing to solicit, the girls are willing to ask for versus what the men are willing to do. Um, and I think this just falls back into just the way like society allows these niggas to not feel like they have to express themselves. They feel like their presence and their likes and their hearts on your face pictures or your body pictures are enough. And I feel like unfortunately the internet has led to lazy ass niggas because it, it, and there's also could be a there also could be a skill set gap there i think let's not let's acknowledge that a lot of particularly black men are disenfranchised in education and as a result literacy may not be the thing for everybody But so i do have to acknowledge i see some posts in there where the it's you know where the people type and i'm like
1: okay uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay girl you know okay <laughs>
1: We we, we acknowledge that education is a spectrum,
0: bitch. Right, 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 right. Everybody's (laughs) education outcomes are not, you know, to be measured as equal, you know, or determinative. You know, people have different outcomes, whatever, whatever, all that jazz and shit. However, I will say, I wish it, I wish, I sometimes wish that some of the men that I know can have deeper conversations would and not be so waiting for to be so reactive to women. I feel like in order for us to have genuine conversation, the real meat of the matter needs to be addressed on both sides. So there are gonna be questions that men need to be able to ask us that I feel like the girls gotta be willing to accept and not shut down. But also the the, the men need to be man enough to put it out there and to share it. Because a lot of times, I see a lot of fishing questions from the girls trying to get men to talk about how they feel on things, trying to bring in depth to the conversation. But when it's a conversation about, let's say, colorism and how it affects transness, those don't really get a lot of comments. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, it's the, or it's the same suspects.
1: Um, All right.
0: Or, and that's fine, but and, and hopefully there are other people benefiting from watching the conversation because everybody's not going to follow our respective podcast Everybody's not gonna, you know, follow the advocacy meetings and all that jazz. So they may not know what we do and, and the perspective that could help improve their analysis. So I do like that the group encourages dialogue, but I'm gonna be keep it, I'm gonna keep it a hundo, baby. It seems like it's gonna end up. My fear is that it's gonna end up being like a lot of groups that are like. Where the where the, the moderators aren't intentional on, on, on in trying to keep the conversation going and you rely on the members to just put ever what the fuck they want up. And then it just and not that members can't, but there should be a part of the moderation team that's dedicated to curating and having conversation on a regular basis. Otherwise, the group becomes one one or two girls join the group and then she posts her picture up all on the timeline every day, all day. And then it, <laughs> And then, and then the girls on there that no shade are trying to make a little coin, they start doing it, right. You know,
1: they get on there and start, you know, booty hole
0: opening and then I'm
1: out. Oh, know? yeah, bitch. When, when that day comes, I don't know if it has come, but when it comes, like, I'll be out, bitch, because it's just like... But I know that's why when I came in the group, I purposely came in with, like, no picture. I just had something to say, like, introducing myself, because I, for me... I I look at it as like a conversational space. Um, but, you know, I respect the girls that lead in with their picture. And, and if you're a young and cunt girl, like get your life. But for me, the, the space is conversational. I don't know, it just, I think it kind of is telling that in these closed spaces, like when you see, it's like when you see some of the, the guys and some of the ladies, kind of like talk about sex and talk about um body parts in a way that doesn't like really advance the conversation and it's kind of like objectifying the conversation that is kind of it it gives me room for pause like it's like when we when when trans amorous men and when trans feminine folks come together can we can we talk about more than this? Like, and I'm not, not saying we can't have fun and we can't have a good time, but does it always have to go back to sex and what everybody is doing in the bedroom? And that, know, that,
0: and I'm not the girl. And see, let me tell you, I'm not the girl that can't appreciate a good sex conversation. But 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 I do feel like that's where the moderators and other people should be intentional on like posting up. It, it, like, it doesn't take much. Find you those creative memes that make you have interesting astrology conversations, put up the interesting memes that make us talk about our favorite childhood movies. Like find a way to make this thing interesting. And this is- And to
1: to humanize everybody.
0: Yes, and to humanize everybody so we can have conversations with that don't revolve around pussy dick, you know, uh, pussy dick and fucking relations and you know, dating and why we don't like each other. Like, I I feel like part of the problem is is there's not too many spaces on the internet dedicated to just getting to know each other. Like, right. who is your favorite X-Men? What do you want to do when you what, you know, what what would you do in the event of a nuclear apocalypse? Who would you take with you? What would be your favorite song? What would be if you could take a boombox with a 12 CD boombox, what CDs would be in it? Like, those are the kind of conversations you can just have in a group and like get conversations and get to know people without it being so sexual. So if there's anybody listening, that's affiliated with admin, admin or moderating in that group. That needs to happen because otherwise you're relying on the group, a, b- a bunch of lonely people who aren't able to go out and really mingle to really get caught up in their sex. Because you know, and and we
1: need distractions from that yeah. Group. And no shade, I'm. A, that's what kind of well, that's what kind of excites me about the group, like actually talking and interacting with the community on a different level. That's why I'm so active in the thing because I like the fact that we can talk and directly interact with each other. Right. And you know what? That
0: is talking to me as well, because I am aware that it does take girls like us and guys like, you know, like the guys that we, we, we fuck with to really raise the conversation so that other people, even if that stuff does go in there, it can't dominate
1: because we're engaging. Right. Like we gotta. If we really want to make a community, we got to make it community right and i feel like i've gotten to the short time that i've been in there i've gotten to know some girls but i'm not even it's other girls that are raising issues like hey like there are also non-binary folks in here There are trans men in here and we just need to be aware that some of the language that's being used is not it's kind of offensive to the community that's in this room so we just need to be aware and then i had like a big back and forth today Um, not, like, inflammatory, but the person, the person was, um, like, well, how are we going to know if folks don't say anything, and I was just trying to get the person to entertain the possibility, like, like, there are a lot of reasons why people, especially folks who are underrepresented in this room, may not feel comfortable to say anything, but that doesn't mean that we kind of, like, jump down their throat or we don't try to be more inclusive like like i like i shouldn't have to say something for you to be open to the possible like if we had a more inclusive safer environment then maybe moving forward somebody might feel comfortable to say anything but it's all about folks feeling um comfortable so we can so we can invite more perspectives into the room but um i'm glad i was able to have that back and forth and I felt and and ultimately I ceased I ended it because like because you no know, I ju- I just get to a point where you know I've said what I said and I'm going to leave this gracefully and I hope next time we can grow or we can meet back at the same point again and reassess but I don't we ha- we have to be open and trans amorous men have to be open that open to the fact that. Because trans women are in community with more people and even our identities are, for trans women, there are some trans women that um, are at the intersection of non-binary and gender non-conforming. And we just have to make sure that we are constantly elevating our consciousness so that we're not um, repressing people. Yes. Especially in places that claim to be safe spaces for these communities
0: i agree i agree i agree i um i also want to say shout out to the men that are participating and, and you know because i do want to acknowledge that you know even i have seen i have seen moments where guys have been have been put at there has been pushback and i and i've respected the way all p- people have been able to dialogue so i do want to say shout out to the group for that like I just I'm glad that the energy is good. I think all of these groups are have their benefits. I wish that some of these groups didn't allow themselves to go down a tunnel. And I'm a girl that hasn't been a part of all the social media since the very beginning. And, and- like, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say and I've watched this group this group thing on Facebook really evolve into something that could really be good. And there have been a few attempts now to really do the thing and they've gotten all of the members and then the ball fell. So hopefully this group,
1: you know, as it grows,
0: they just keep this vibe. And no shade, it's some
1: um it's yeah, some I've pretty curated. go ahead. Yeah, and there's some pretty like boss ass bitches in this group. Like I and you know, myself included, yourself included. Like, it's some pretty like heavy hitters like in this group that are making moves. So, I just, I just think it would be a missed opportunity if we didn't like learn from each other and listen to each other and kind of uh, take it to the next level of what it could be. And really, that's that's the opportunity for us to share and learn from each other. Because the reality is, is that. We have to share with each other, especially if the trans amorous man movement is going to elevate in consciousness like the transgender activism movement. Because you know, they've they've been in their silo, they've been in their shell, and now to me, this is an opportunity where we're sharing ideas with each other and like one hand is washing the other. Yeah. So. And for the guys, it's gonna be uncomfortable at times. But I think because of the type of woman that we are, we are very dynamic and progressive in nature. So if we're pushing back, it w- we're pushing back to elevate you higher. <clears throat>
0: exactly, exactly. because you know, the only way there can be a true understanding is through it's through it's through um, conflict and conversation. Right. points of view. And if you've never heard a point of view, that differs from yours and if those con- those and if there's not a safe space for those points of views to impact and and, and and engage and even crash against each other then you never really evolve and i can say that i'm evolving now that the internet has allowed me to air my grievances and have conversations and go back and forth with men in a way that i was never able to do in the early thousands in the you know damn near 20 years of me being trans this is the most engagement with with in a platonic way with trans amorous men that I've ever had. So shout out to the groups and the internet for that at least. Cause I will say this is the most engaging with men. That's not trying to get in my panties that I've ever had that like the girls. Because usually the only way to really engage with those men is in the context of the dating apps or, you know, the, the meetup app. It's not really, they really don't use it in the past. They really haven't come to the light. So the trans amorous movement really has done a good job of providing a a a, a common voice, I think a a banner for them to get behind so that they now can start having conversations and they've named it now. I think now that they've come under a name, they can now organize together. And what they've done very well is at least starting the dialogue. Now, I do think that there is some deepening that could be done in activism, but as far as like communication and dialogue, I really, really am glad and shout out to that movement because I do see them in this group. And that's on the on the men's side, too. And like Brianna said, the idea that y'all are willing to participate, knowing full well that a lot of what we have to say is a critique about how you behave is good. And it is a good step towards us having wonderful relations going forward, not just for dating, but just for interpersonal community relationship with y'all as the men that say they love us.
1: Right. So, sis, I think we did an episode. I feel like we did too. I feel like. So, how are we going to end off our last episode, our last recorded episode of the year?
0: Well, I was thinking, sis, what you, what I was thinking, can you, if you could, this is a great idea. I think I would love for you to talk about what you, what you have, what you're grateful for. Um, that you've gotten out of this year and for just to kind of give just your summary on how you think this year is going to propel you forward, I think.
1: Um,
0: And then we'll do a moment of silence for those we've lost.
1: uh, Well, I think what I'm most grateful for is um, a deeper love of self. I think when I started this year and when I started, when I was at the beginning of this pandemic, I was I was really sad and I was really depressed because I put a lot of my um, value and self-worth into a situation where I wasn't being um, honored. And really a situation where I, um, I was betting on I was betting on somebody, I was betting on somebody um, choosing me. So I didn't have to deal with, and I didn't have to heal those broken parts in me. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was really on hope. It I was really hoping to get into something, in order to hide behind somebody, (laughs) so I didn't have to deal with those broken parts of myself, and I didn't have to hit my rock bottom. That's an awesome bit of self-reflection, sis. So, being so losing that. But also thriving, you know, by passing a bar, but then being alone again for COVID and just have it. And, I, you know, I'm so thankful for the for the extended time that I've had to reflect. I've had to do soul searching. I had to hit my rock bottom. I had to cry. I had to uh, feel lonely, um, Only to only to come out to realize that I have a path. I have a purpose. I'm supposed to be here. I have so many people that love me and so many people that see it for me. I have so many people that look up to me and that I don't need I don't need to hide behind any man that I by myself am enough. Um, I'm so thankful for that. Uh, I'm thankful for this podcast. It has been uh, it feels like we've been doing this for years, even though we just started this year. But um, it's been it's been a lot of ups. It's been some downs. But through it all, we've been consistent. I feel like we have got to learn. We've gotten to learn each other in different ways. I feel like we are still learning each other. And it's kind of like we are married to each other in a way. Yeah. Um. Just because of the level of commitment and the level of communication. But um, I'm happy to have this opportunity to do this podcast. But I, because I didn't ever think, well, I didn't have the confidence to be in this type of space again because. Um, when i did my youtube show i just developed a lot of insecurities about myself and about putting myself out there like that so i'm happy that you pushed me and i was able to overcome a lot of those insecurities so i could um develop my voice and that and also to be a demonstration to community that um we can come together and we can build um and put a, a genuine product out there um but I, I think the, the the two biggest things I'm taking out of 2020 is to um, just to have a deeper level of self-love for myself and um, being responsible for, for creating the type of life that I wanna have and also um, trusting, betting on myself, ta- continuing to take risk on myself. Um, If I have the skills and the fortitude to pass the bar, and if I can buckle down and discipline to do that, then I can buckle down and discipline to change my diet. I can buckle down and discipline to um, save money so I can pay off this damn credit card debt once and for all for now so i can start saving for my house and saving for a car so i can um like repair relationships that are important to me so like those are the biggest the two things that i'm taking out of 2020 and i just want to continue to reach the highest heights that um i can reach and just not not let anything uh get in my way and just continue to um be in relationships with, and also um allow myself to take breaks and to give myself rest and to not um, be so hard on myself to be everything for everybody or trying to chase the next accomplishment. Just um, giving myself, you only get one body and you need to let it rest and just listen to your body. When I have days where I just can't do it all, I just won't do it, so.
0: yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, sis. That sounds like really amazing. Things. I've learned quite a lot this year. Um, for me, I want to say um, the things that I'm grateful for this year, first, are for my health. Um, I want to thank all of the gods and goddesses in the universe and being that have back in uh, that are under the sound of my voice, that helped me avoid that this year as a personal thing. Um, I know that so many people have gotten it, and I know that the year is still coming to a close. But I just know that I'm grateful that I have not labored with that this year, or at least I'm not. I don't think I have. Um, you know, we all. I think everybody got a little bit of a chest cold. ahead had. They, they, they might. That could have been COVID. But I know that my so far, my COVID results have been negative, and I've been socially distancing, and I'm alone. And you know, just processing that, I'm grateful for the capacity to be able to handle being alone. It has had its downs. It really has its downs. Um, I realize how much of my personality really it, it is important. Imp- it really enjoys being around people, human beings, human interaction. Um, as much as the introvert as I say I am, I'm the kind of girl that likes to be around people. I just don't want to be talking to everybody. So I am the girl that will go and people watch. I am the girl that likes to go to Piedmont to watch people. I am the girl that likes to go sit at bars and, and and just have conversation with my husband just at happy hour, not even trying to do nothing fab. I am the kind of girl that loved live music. I am the kind of girl that enjoyed, you know, going and hanging with my friends. Like I I, I had a social life that has been shut down and so much of my personality, even, even just even down to, and I know this may sound petty for a lot of people, but like fashion, like I have not been able to really justify actually getting really nicely dressed for real this at all this year and that has impacted me i didn't realize how much i enjoyed the process of you know as of of that that's even if it not necessarily even that it required that i put on a lot of hair or makeup or anything but just the idea of getting getting out getting dressed up to go to do something um, i missed that and that and that contributed to some depression this year so i'm grateful that i overcame that i overcame and i know and i won't say overcame because that's that's not true i'm I'm still dealing with it i'm a little bit depressed today i want to be authentic i'm glad that i am i am persevering through depression i am glad that i am i have a blessed life i'm glad for our sisterhood i'm glad for all of my sisters this year um has been one of the most interesting years of my life in the sense that the people if you were to ask me five years ago the people that will be around me in like a crisis of the world who the people i'll be talking to what we will be talking about it is not at all the people that actually who have been the rocks and the people that i lean on now for support and the list of people is so small in fact that it is gagging it is gagging um I want to say that I am grateful for what this sisterhood has birthed in that this podcast, I feel like it's something that is going to have a legacy that is long lasting. As we were talking, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Um, and my phone just died, but um, I believe his name was Thomas Pearson, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he hit me up on my Facebook page to say, hey, thanks for the ad. I love your podcast. I really enjoy it when I'm cleaning up. I don't know, you know, so I guess he cleans at home or whatever, he listens. So that just is another affirmation for me that we're doing something that I think is going to bear great fruit. Um, I think managing transitions and losses has been a theme for this year. I did lose a family member. Shout out to my Uncle Mike, Uncle Michael Lee. That's my husband's uncle, somebody that in his side of the family was the first elder of the family to really, really embrace me. And he's someone that will always have a dear, dear place in my heart and his death was very sudden. And like everyone this year, we're reeling. We're trying to figure out how to put the pieces back together of what was a family that was was starting to come together. And that's ironically how it often happens. So often when families are just starting to get, get their get they flow going, that this shit pops off. So I just want to send him deep love and, and support Um, I also want to, um, say that I just want to thank the community podcast. I want to be grateful for those people that we've collaborated with this year. Shout out to all of the podcasts we've done mashups with. We've actually, I've actually, this is the first time I do, I've done what I've done, um, for quite a while now, but I've done it in a vacuum. I've done it by myself. I've done it you know, kind of on panels or booking events or engagements or keynote speaking events, I've had my message. But just to align with someone like my sister, Brianna, and then for us to be able to partner with so many other wonderful content creators is just a a, a thing. It's it's an amazing thing. Um, Going into this year, I was calling this the Harlem Renaissance. This is the roaring 20s for me. Of, of times. Um, I feel like this is a New Harlem Renaissance in, 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 in this country and for Black people, we can still come out of this okay. I know that a lot of us have lost. I know that a lot, the infrastructure in a lot of places has been decimated. So this is not me being Pollyanna perfect, but for those of us that can, I think that this is a great time for us to try to be creative now that we aren't so focused on these jobs, now that we've have other things, life is short, and I think that's another thing. This year in personal growth, I've learned that life is short and I can't put off tomorrow what I wanna do for today. Um, I've learned that my friendships matter. I've learned that commitments matter. I've learned to be more disciplined in my scheduling. Um, I still work with sometimes my timing, but I'm grateful that I have an opportunity to grow and I have people around me that are patient enough to watch and watch and pardon my progress. Um, and I'm last but certainly not least, I want to thank my family. I want to thank my parents. I want to thank my, my family, including all of my wonderful chosen family. And that includes you also, Brianna. And I, and I want to thank my husband, my rock, my, you know, my calm in the storm. Um, I often say that my life is a hurricane and he's been the only man that's ever been able to walk through the hurricane and not flinch. There's been a lot of niggas that said they could do it and flinched. There's been a lot of niggas that looked at it and bitched out and couldn't even do it. There's been a lot of people that say that they said they were going to be with me forever and they could only be, they only were there for selfish reasons and then they got the hell out of the hurricane because it was too rough. But I will say that this nigga has not flinched and to me that says a lot about his character as a man that says a lot about who he is as a human nothing in life is perfect but i will say that i am properly matched and i do feel like we celebrated our decade anniversary this year and i will be remiss if i did not tell him happy anniversary my beloved husband and i love very 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 much um for everything for everything for everything this has been one of the best 10 years of my life it's the best decade of my life and um the babies shout out to lady carolina evangelista turner mount windsor my new doggy my baby i got you also this year and i want to say well th- th- i didn't get you this year but i literally watched you grow this year you, you've gone through so much and i just want to say you are my baby and i'm sorry that this is your going into your second year of life and i'm so sorry babes but I love you and I, I wish that, you know, I could take you to the dog park more. I wish that I could, you know, do do the puppy training and all of the things that I want, would, would want to do. But I've been doing the best I can and I have a wonderful pet. And so I'm so grateful for her. And then last but certainly not least, um, Lady Cleopatra, Leontine, St. James Turner, Onassis, Rothschild, Windsor, Shaw Patel, Ming Musa, my baby cat um I just want you to know I love you darling and I gave you I I I got her years ago when I was homeless and didn't have anything and that that and I lost everything right after I got her and I always felt so bad and when we were at our lowest and I had her in a closet because that's where I was living and I remember telling her like sis Like, cause I used to, you know, that she was like my little baby, but I would, you know, be talking to her like a person. And I was like, girl, if you stick with me, I promise to God, I know this looks horrible, but I promise to God, if you stick with me, baby, if you stick with me, we going to the top and we're going to do, and this ain't going to be life. And I literally feel like she heard me and she just, you know, she's been my rider and and that cat has been through everything with me. So um, to, to know that she's an old lady now, and then I still had her through 2020, Um, I think she's going into her 14th year this year. So I love my baby and I wanted to save her for last. And the reason why she has so many names is because I feel like because I adopted her in such dire circumstances and she was in such dire circumstances, I always felt like she was, I would treat her like royalty and every year I would give her a new last name. So that's why she has so many. So shout out to my babies and I love everybody. Thank you and I'm grateful. So I'm gonna go ahead and close us out. But before we go, we will be remiss if we did not give a shout out to um, the life and legacy of Monica Roberts. Um, I want you to know that we love you and we're sorry that we've lost you this year. And I just wanna take a, a brief five second moment of silence for those that we've lost this year. And then I will do our closing. Thank you for tuning in to the Lioness Still Lives podcast. Thank you for appreciating our first season. I am your illustrious co-host, the Lioness.
1: And I'm y'all uh, Also, I did it. If you didn't check it out, I did an impromptu live with um, Diamond Style. Well, with, with Marsha's plate, but with Diamond Style. So make sure, sure you guys go check it out. I was just bored and I got on there and my sister joined me. And we had some bad girl talk. So make sure y'all check that out as well, too.
0: All right. And thank you so much for your time. And what we would like for you to do before we go is to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms. And also go to anchorfm.com and click on the donate page. And we would love it if you could
1: support a Black trans business. This has been a great ride, and we love you all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Box Number 512 Podcast. Grown Black Trans Woman Talk. Don't forget to go to our anchor page to become a monthly sponsor. And also feel free to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms. And also, please don't forget to rate and review our podcast, Every Comment Matters.
0: And lastly, please, 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 Follow and tune in for our live
1: interactive Facebook show every Friday on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, I'm the Lioness. And I'm Aeon. Bye.